Hi, I'm Derek. You're Derek and Tanya Mast. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're like our biggest fan because you have the whole thing recorded, uh, the whole thing memorized. <laughs> Hi, I'm Derek Mast. And I'm Tanya Mast. We've got two kids, Rainy. And Emerson. And we're set to learn about marriage, parenting, and whatever else comes up. This is the journey of two young homeschooled Christian parents exploring what we're teaching and learning while we grow ourselves and raise our kids. We have two children, Rainy, hi and Murray. Gaga. <laughs> he said dad dad. Oh, did he? See, I'm not the biggest fan. And I'm the boy coming soon. <laughs> oh yeah, we said that we were going to talk about Elisa's theory. Oh, for... do we have to? <laughs> All of your friends listening who know that you like guessed <laughs> what you guessed about them will know now. No, <laughs> they're going to feel horrible about themselves. Or really good. I don't know. I kind of want coffee, but I, I also I was just about to actually offer. If you guys want to get this kicked off, I will go make coffee for everyone. Elisa doesn't like coffee. But we also have tea. Yeah, I can get you some tea. Get some tea Ooh, on up in here. That would be lovely. I'd like some tea. You can Coffee, make it in the cat mug. Sesame sticks. You can make for... it in the cat mug oh, for her. No. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> it's really cute. It's very cute. It's a little cat mug. The cup is see through and the little fishy part is the there's a fish inside the sea oh. infuser inside the cat. I thought you were just playing on the fact of me being like a cat lady. Well, I was, but Oh, thank you. It's also really cute. <laughs> You're not a cat lady. But you have a cat. Oh, See, wow. It's so cute. What in the world? Where is this from? I don't know. Ryan got it for Rainy for Christmas. Though. I was going to say, it looks like a it looks like a Rainy cup. <laughs> and it's like the tail, like the <gasps> cup thing. It's like a cat cafe thing. I don't think you can have cat cafes in the States. Well, they do. They have like a truck I saw that goes around with cats in it. And you like part of it is sectioned off and has cats that you can go in and you can pet them and you can also adopt them. That sounds like the adult version of like a kidnapping truck. Like <laughs> candy doesn't work anymore for middle aged women who are trying to lose weight. So they just put like cats in there. <laughs> I think it's a stress relief thing, but you can also, and the, there's also like a, a cafe part in there as well. I don't mind that we don't have animal cafes because hygiene is sometimes not. Well, I think that's why they have like it separated off. Like Still, you can't eat your food with the cats. Still, like I'm just thinking about the fact that if you interact with like a cat um, litter box at all as a pregnant person, how easy it is for like that stuff to get spread around so tanya my darling snow lady what on earth is going on this week because we have a new voice on the show thanks for starting us off because yeah, we are just gonna chat into the microphone and that's not entertaining for anyone hey you know some of it may still go in who who knows this week we have a mystery guest which is not a mystery because we already talked about her but <laughs> My sister, Elisa, is here, and, you know, I should actually just, like, introduce her kind of like we introduced each other at the beginning of the show with, like, some little interesting tidbits about oh, her. Yeah, sure. I didn't actually think about this beforehand, so I'm going to probably do a bad job at painting a full picture. But, Elisa, you want to just say hi? Well, hello, uh, Derek and Tanya, my sleep-deprived superheroes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, you fit right in. 
Um, so Elisa is uh, my older sister. And also, like, she was the tormentor of my childhood. You can ask her about that. But I still love her. And I don't take it personally because in some ways I got my own revenge at different times. Um, Elisa is all things creative. So um, very artistic and musical. and um, But she's also incredibly smart and wise. Um, she Aww. has spent... Uh, how many years did you spend in Haiti? Uh, three, three years, yes. She spent three years teaching overseas in Haiti, so she has a really interesting perspective on on things. <laughs> um, and she has also taught um, here in the States for... Did you teach in the States before Haiti, or did you go right to Haiti? Um, I did my student teaching in... Um the states but as soon as i graduated i think i graduated in december and then had my first teaching job in haiti um, i was hired in in february so i went right from graduation over to to haiti and then now i've been teaching in the states for three years as well this is my third year yes and she teaches art and she's fantastic and she's already teaching my kids um (laughs) which i appreciate (laughs) this is why you have like talented people in your life right like so that you can benefit shamelessly off of them if especially if you're homeschooling oh my goodness i was just thinking about the time that i was telling rainy to smell the crayons and she was sticking them up her nose yes well elisa (laughs) also takes it upon herself to teach rainy all of the things that we're trying to not teach her sometimes also she has um helped rainy to grow her taylor swift obsession Mm -hmm. um so rainy is very excited about someday going to a concert with auntie elisa and also superheroes, yeah, yeah. Oh, that reminds me, I bought her um, a superhero dress-up bin. It's all, it should have arrived today, but it has not yet. Oh boy. Well, um, yeah. So Aliza, in a nutshell, very smart, very wise. She's lived in a third world world country, um, and she loves people. Like, I guess you're Enneagram type two. Very much so. Yes. And she will love people with her entire being so very well (laughs) recently she's been bringing us so many meals with my morning sickness and i mean how many meals does she make us d derek how many meals did elisa make us like 15 at least so many meals (laughs) sorry now, if we're counting last pregnancy too. Oh yeah, last pregnancy several, she yeah, several dozen. And she made sure. up like these frozen fruit blends for smoothies for me because that was like the one thing that I was keeping down. Anyways, she's awesome. If you know her, you know that she likes to travel and adventure and love people. Oh, that was a very sweet introduction. <laughs> <laughs> so now what? Derek, you're like our guiding force. Derek is trying to make us coffee and running back and forth. Well, Tanya, I think we should get into what we've learned recently. Oh, oh poop. I did not write down things that I've learned. <laughs> That's okay. You lose. I No, I'll come up with something. Elisa has things that she learned too, so... Okay, sounds good. Yeah. I think that Elisa... Did you come with things that you've learned like this week or... Oh, I, I put down things that I've learned this week. Awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. So go ahead. Things that I've learned recently is I was over at my uh, brother's house and he is a mechanic and I learned how to replace my blower in in my car because it 
this out. And one thing I really enjoy is I enjoy learning new things. And so instead of someone just doing something for me, I prefer to learn how to do it. And <laughs> he got out the blower motor and I took one look at it. I was like, I can fix that. Let me do it. And part of the problem. So I popped the hood and I'm, I'm looking around. I cannot find the blower motor like where it goes anywhere. And so I'm just looking and looking. And I could not find it. And he's just like laughing at me. And he starts, I think he even started like filming me looking for the blower oh, motor. No. <laughs> and finally, I'm just like, I cannot find it. Where in the world? He's like, just look a little harder. You're so close. And I'm just looking. I think I spend a good like, I don't know, five to 10 minutes looking for this. And then finally I give up. And that's a big deal for me to give up. I don't like giving up on things. I have to kind of prove a point. And uh, he opens the the passenger's side door and shows me that the blower is, in fact, underneath the passenger's console. And so I was looking under the hood in the completely wrong place. And I felt... I mean... <laughs> it felt really dumb. I'm. There's probably people listening that are like, well, duh. But I would not have called that, so... I think that you're fine. You know how to do a lot more on your car than I've ever known how to do. So um, Derek, he is going to touch the keyboard, I think. <laughs> he, he could play with Play-Doh some. Um, we timed Rainy's nap to work out for podcasting time, but Murray um, was really tired beforehand. Both of the kids are currently sick. Yay, building immune systems. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we could not hold him off because he was so tired. He was falling asleep on me. Uh, excuse me. This week, I learned um, that if I do not... Well, since I've been so sick, I've been stuck in the house a lot because I've basically been in my bed. And um, in general, if I don't get out of the house a lot or interact with adults, even when I'm feeling okay... I tend to talk off the ear of the first adult who relates to me <laughs> recently, um, which is, which was the specialist at my OB office this week. And I think I told her way more than she ever wanted to know about me. Um, but that's okay. I get interesting backstories that way, too, about people's personal lives. The nurse ended up telling me about her husband's vasectomy. So oh. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'll take the information. Derek, what did you learn this week? Murray already threw his Play-Doh. <laughs> he's he's also like breaking it apart and throwing pieces, but we'll we'll figure that out here in just a second. So one thing I've learned is that newspapers are not terribly relevant to this generation anymore, and I have anecdotal proof. We're not the target audience anymore. Right, right. Well, <laughs> so um this was what New Year's that we were at my parents' place, and there was a newspaper sitting there on the on the table because Grammy gets up and reads the newspaper every morning, and so she was showing. Um, so it was so it was there, and I bring it down and I and I want to show it to Rainy, you know, for educational purposes, and I'm like, here, Rainy. Um, this is this is called a newspaper. This is what people used to read every morning, and and right about that time, Rainy j- runs away screaming, "I don't want to do this." Which <laughs> 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 was just so hilariously perfect in the moment. So anyway, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Oh, my turn again. Um, so many things to choose from. 
I learned um, I'm going to be going to France in... You might have to talk a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm going to be going to France in a few weeks for my friend's wedding. And thankfully, as I was looking through what I need to get done for the trip, my friend said, well, did you renew your passport? And I said, no, it's still good. It doesn't expire until May. And she said, well, you need to get it um, taken care of before then, because apparently a lot of countries will not let you enter if your passport expires. I think it's like six three or six months mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. yeah after um you're taking the trip i guess they're worried about maybe getting stuck in the country and then your passport's expired um so thankfully i had a friend point that out to me and i was able to get renewed before then but that would have not been good if i would have gone for my trip and them tell they me they wouldn't have let you yeah which is it's also kind of sad for me because I'm this close to finishing up my my passport with so many with these stamps I would be full, but now that that dream is now sh- shattered because clearly you haven't been traveling enough. Clearly not. <laughs> I'm kind of running out of other things to talk about because honestly I've just been so sick on mm-hmm. my side. Um, I could tell you the things that are the worst things to throw up, but I don't know if people want to know (laughs) that. Yeah, maybe we won't go there. How how have you been, by the way, just as an update for Well, I'm hoping to drink coffee in a few moments. Which is a lot bigger than you'd think it would be, my people. Um, The smell still kind of turns my stomach, but the taste is like, yes, this is what my heart deeply wants. Oh, good. Um, But, yeah. There's been some really good days, and then there's been some really bad days. Last night, I was about to climb into bed, and I coughed once, and I was like, oh, there it goes. My entire stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, not in that one single cough, but yeah, that was the... But there was no turning back. Normally, I can turn back. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, well, no, I should say fortunately, I'm not... I'm, fortunately, I'm not throwing up seven times a day anymore. Um Yes. Because we've managed to get my body, get enough into my body. And I think that I'm like on the up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're surviving. And I don't know if I mentioned last, last uh, episode, but I'm taking off Wednesdays. So mm-hmm. right in the middle of the week, which is uh, A helpful. great service to us. Yeah. And uh, shout out to my... Um, my direct manager who is who he's basically in the exact same situation as as we are his wife also gets super sick like tanya so he has been very understanding through this whole process so very blessed to be working with the people that i'm working with mm-hmm. now that so now all of the uh all of the hot drinks have been dispensed <laughs> the baby has been put down for another nap was he upset about it uh, just kind of complainy. I think he, considering he's not yelling right now, that's probably a good sign that he should take another nap. So, yeah. yay for sick children, I guess. <laughs> oh. You want to share how many times we got up two nights ago? Oh, man. We were up at least 18 times with one child. 
that night. We yeah. like from 10 to 11 for some reason Murray did not want to sleep. Mm-hmm. And just, like we tried everything and eventually he was in our bed till he just I guess finally got tired enough and mm-hmm. he slept in our room and he slept the rest of the night without yeah. waking up at all. But Rainy was coughing and it's so hard for them when they have sinus pressure cuz they don't know they don't know what to do. What's they don't know how to cough well. Head. They don't feel good and they don't have the words to explain that. Um, from 12 to 1, Rainy was up at least every 10 minutes. Like she would fall asleep mm-hmm. and she would wake up coughing and crying for us. So, not like she was having trouble breathing or anything no, like no. a croupy something, but just uncomfortable just, enough to be really upset. Yeah, so we carpet bombed the uh the illness <laughs> with uh chest rub and spray. nasal spray. Uh-huh. All that stuff and then she slept for the rest of the night. So, we should have done that earlier. Yeah, I know. Thank God for the wisdom of wives. Well, (laughs) well, well, in that case, listen, I'm not doing a lot these days, but like I'm growing a baby and I'm trying to help us survive. So I need to like clearly toot my own horn. You're you're awesome. (laughs) I am still there's has been no day. Oh, stop. You don't need to talk more around it. Okay. Let's get into the conversation. I love you so much. You're so cute. This is a good place to start talking about how to not make your single friends feel uncomfortable. All the single people. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So let's get into it. Yeah. So what we wanted to talk about today was, um, basically the best way single friends to love your married friends and married friends the best way to love your single friends which has been something um that elisa and i have talked about for years Mm -hmm. um because we have that unique place that we're in different seasons of life and um she's having completely different experiences and vice versa um so just helping to encourage and value each other's experiences and seasons um, and what that looks like, um, things not to say to one another in those differing seasons, and what to prioritize in in those relationships as you mutually respect the different challenges. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Elisa has come to this discussion way more prepared than than I because she has gone and had conversations with her married friends and her single friends and kind of gotten all the data back from them. So I'm super excited to hear what um, she has to say. And then we had a lot of really good response from our listeners. So thanks guys uh, for that. Super excited to talk about this. Yeah. Um, Something that I was thinking about as we head into this is just the caveat and you can say if you disagree with me, Elisa, um, but that what we might say as single people and what somebody else might say as a single person as like the best way to love them might not be the best way across the board. Um, but this is like general good ideas. I just think like as I was thinking through like the ways that I am best loved, a lot of it um, I think is impacted by my love languages. And um, I also think that some things that you might say to a single person would really offend one person and would really not offend another. Um, So just like generally thinking the best of people and being gracious in conversation, but also like communicating when people are hurting you and may not realize it. 
um yeah i would yeah i would totally agree with that um just based on what i what i was um hearing from other people that i i spoke to even talking about like these are things not to ever say to your single friends or to your married friends um i feel as if um i can share my stories of things that have bothered me but they're definitely not the same things that have bothered other people or some things my friends, if someone said to me, my friends would be really offended by, but I wouldn't be. So again, like what Tanya was saying, the three words that I kept hearing the most from my married and single friends were how important communication is, number one. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, intentionality, how important that is. And lastly, grace, just Mm -hmm. really giving grace to each person. You know, you're in different seasons of life and you're not going to necessarily understand where the other person's coming from. And that's where the grace comes in. And thankfully, you know, God gives us that grace and um, showing that to other people is just so important. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so good. So why don't we start with things that you shouldn't say to single people? Because I am looking forward to this, and Let's I'm sure that speed style. I'm sure that some of Elisa's um, horrible things that people have said to single people have come from me too. Just to like clarify and walk into this <laughs> graciously, because yeah. I I was recently in a conversation. I was telling Derek about this and I think I told Lisa too. I was at a party and I was talking to two of my older single friends and they were trying to um, figure out if online dating or meeting someone like in a bar, which one was more difficult and what the pros and cons were. And they were saying, well, it's really nice to be able to like kind of research on a person, research up on a person online. And, um, in my head, I was thinking, like, what do I have to add to this conversation? And I was, like, thinking the times that I have, like, thinking back, the times that I fell for people was um, when I met someone, and I may have not even necessarily been attracted to them, but whenever we hit that point where they're talking about what they're most passionate about, that's when I, like, fall for a person. When they're expressing, like, what they're most passionate about and getting excited, like, that's contagious to me. And so I was thinking, like, well, like, I wouldn't get that if I was online. And then I was like, Tanya, you are... <laughs> talking to myself in my head I was like Tanya you are incredibly naive because you got married at like age 22 20 yeah 22 mm-hmm. and basically to the second person you seriously dated and you have not even begun to experience what these people have experienced just like keep your mouth shut and listen and try to learn and that's <laughs> that's where that ended up going um, but I realized that I just like I can't even begin to comprehend a lot of um, the experiences that people have had in the dating world and how much even things have changed in five years time. Anyway, so go ahead. I'm going to stop talking now. Okay. So again, these are just things people have said to me and have been, I wouldn't even say have been like extremely hurtful because I like to think that, um, I try not to allow what people say like once or twice really affect the relationship. They're at most all. likely just dumb. Yeah. They're not like trying to hurt you. <laughs> exactly. They're trying to think the best of the situation. <laughs> um, and some of them are, are my, my own insecurities as well. Um, mm. Because I think that's one thing we should also address in this podcast as far as insecurities for both people who are married as well as people that are single. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so 
um, the things that are being said are not necessarily not true or um, hurtful because of what is being said, but because of insecurities you might already have. Um, so things have been said to me. Um, I love when like people who are either in a relationship um, or people who are are married say to me, oh, I just I'd much rather be single. You're so lucky. <laughs> it's like, well, my especially if they're in a relationship, it says. I, I think like you have that opportunity if that's really what you want. Um, and I mean, oh, men- good. go dump your boyfriend. Okay, problem solved. <laughs> Next problem. <laughs> solved it for you. Um, I'm a good friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. Next. I think that's probably like one of the top ones that I do remember. Um, and then other ones trying to other people trying to like give you dating advice um, as far as being like I'm I'm 30. And so I'm now in the Lancaster area. I've hit the old maid status. And <laughs> you hit the old maid status at like 25 in Lancaster. Let's be honest. That's true. In, in some circles, even it depends, younger. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the circles. I dated someone and we didn't get married. I'm never getting married. Yeah. Um, so I, I've so all we of can the- laugh, but it's very sad, and it's a lot of pressure for it people is. in this area. It's mm. a lot of pressure. Um, all of that to say that people then kind of think like wanting to be helpful, think that you should settle, or think that you're you're. Um, they either think like you should start settling for for what you like, not what you want. Or that that because of the people that you've dated, that obviously like you're not being picky enough. Mm -hmm. And so just it's difficult when you're looking at dating and someone's telling you, oh, well, you're being too picky or the people you're dating are. I feel like I can't win sometimes because Mm -hmm. people are either telling you like the guys that you date before are trash, but you should probably settle more in these areas. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, wow, that's. You know, that's it's probably more like people are like you wasted time dating mm, trash yeah. and you should also settle like it's a confusing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think another thing that I've I've had people say to me like, well, this only happened like once or twice, but I actually had a parent not wanting their child to spend time with me because Elisa has dated so many people and not married the first person that she was with. And Elisa has not dated a lot of like a lot, a lot of people like your relationships are not like one week length or something like that. Um, But they're also not things that I necessarily regret. And sometimes because I feel like those relationships I had really helped form me into the person I am today and helped me realize, you know, what I am looking for. You know, I came out we came out of a culture, the kiss dating goodbye, which I'm sure you guys have talked about a little bit. Um, I don't know if we've directly addressed that. We talked about the princess and the kiss book um, and purity culture a little bit, but not a ton. Yeah. And growing up in that, you know, dating is difficult because you are... um, expected to to marry the person that you're dating and when it doesn't work out that way you not only do you feel a sense of shame but if people address that that can be yeah challenging um and then the did last you did you know that he like they just released a documentary i, I think where he apologized for all of that yeah i did watch that and i thought oh, yeah, people I think were he's being pulling those books yeah he has um off the shelf yeah I felt people There's were being some too conservative hard on him. person somewhere that's like copying it on a <laughs> to give to the generations at night. <laughs> Must save the truth for the generations. Sorry. Um, last, big, thing. last thing. Last thing. Um, the last thing is when people try and like 
don't know how to necessarily comfort you in your singleness and the thing and I don't want to make it sound like oh I'm so upset that I'm single like that's not the case there are different times of life different seasons and there's times when I'm just like this kind of sucks you know and then there's mm-hmm. other times when I'm in a relationship and my friends will tell me you're completely miserable with this person and then mm-hmm. there's times where like where I'm at right now where you know I've just kind of surrendered that and, and realized you know there's a lot of awesome things going on in my life right now that I wouldn't be able to do if I was in a relationship and I'm not going to focus on being in a relationship right now you know if that happens then that's great um, but I've had people who will come up to me I remember like when Tanya got married people coming up to me and just saying oh, it must be so difficult having your sister getting married before you. You really should make more of an effort. Like I would go, have you thought about changing churches? It's like, cause that's why I go to church to try and, you know. The unsolicited advice <laughs> is just, just the best. Yeah. So those are, I think those would probably be the, the things that I remember the most with people saying to me. Unfortunately, you always get unsolicited <laughs> advice, but some of it falls on way more tender areas of your heart. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I had people saying that to me at your wedding. That was yeah, like really. And it also <laughs> seems like some of my life changes have fallen on really difficult stages of your life. Mm-hmm. So you have you've had to find a way to rejoice with me while also like I don't think that it's wrong as a believer to um, mourn the loss of a season that you thought was going to come earlier in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just like I mourned a miscarriage that I thought I was going to be meeting my second child. I don't think mm-hmm. it's wrong to like say, God, like I thought that this was what life was going to look like and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm having to like release that. I think where it can become dangerous and something I realized in myself is when like envy starts taking over. And like mm-hmm. I there was a part in my life where like I literally I felt myself like that green envy becoming such a thing that um, it was almost like the Hulk, you know, inside <laughs> of you just like makes you into person you're not. And I had to come to the realization like set your like it's OK that you're upset or you're sad about this. But you know, can you step outside of your own self for a little bit and put yourself in this other person's shoes Mm -hmm. and choose to have joy for this person who you love so dearly, who's having the things that you really want. So if you were experiencing those things, wouldn't you be happy? And kind of, you know, that's, that's part of like selfishness that Satan can use that envy to create selfishness within you. And um, I will say that um, if the people in my life who matter the most to me, a.k.a. Elisa and um, a few other people, if they're not there celebrating and reveling in the moment that means so much to me, it, it feels like half a party. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like the real thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are really good. Um, I have a few things that people sent in. Um <laughs> Singles. I don't think that there's any reason for me to comment on what not to say to singles because it's not my level of expertise. Um, (laughs) But something that um, Rachel said, and Rachel is actually um, a missionary right now in, I believe, Thailand, but in Asia somewhere. I might be really wrong but we went to college together too specific people are going to be able to track her down my goodness anyways but a single missionary um and super strong amazing 
amazing heart, wonderful woman. I didn't mean for this to become a brag fest, but anyways, <laughs> um, she said, as as a married um, woman, don't continue to reference your time before marriage as a fair comparison to a single life as an adult. Um, mm-hmm. She said, I have friends be like, oh, I totally understand when I was single in college. And she says, <laughs> I know it comes from good hearts, but living a fulfilled single life at 25 or 30 is very different from an 18 year old, mm-hmm. which I thought was really yeah really wise so true um and again like times have changed so and depending on where you're at you might be facing more um pressure Mm -hmm. so what not to say to a married person derek do you have any thoughts on this uh you need to think a little bit probably about the baby upstairs i am thinking about the baby upstairs um probably a lot of it is related to children having children versus having dogs oh my goodness i didn't even think about this oh man so i shouldn't i have friends okay it's one thing that you're like if you're like i have friends who post i don't I'm not saying that I'm like an expert parent, but, and then post something about their pets or like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm, that like taking care of a pet is easier than children, but it basically is. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I get like pets take a lot of work. Um, no, but also not as much. And there are some similarities, what with the peeing on the floor and everything, but <laughs> You know. There's a lot more pee from a <laughs> tiny human, though. <laughs> FYI, Rainy peed like a gallon of pee on the floor last week. I shouldn't talk about some of these things because I don't want to shame my child. She, when she like, gets to be a teenager and she's interested in like listening back yeah. to old episodes. <laughs> Honey, if you're listening to this, I applaud you for getting out of your bed because your tired body knew that you needed to go to the bathroom, but your mind was not awake yet to guide you to the toilet. And also, I applaud you for knowing that something was wrong and crying about it. I don't think she, she didn't remember the next day. No, she didn't. No. It's a lot better than like <laughs> my brother who used to wander the house at night and pee in random corners. <laughs> He's not listening to this probably, but we, <laughs> Elisa and I used to be laying in bed. We, we shared a room growing up and we would hear my mom be like, Evan, Evan, what are you doing? No, no, Evan, no, come with me, Evan, no. <laughs> and it started at like, uh, an extended family function where he just walked out into the room in front of the entire family, pulled down his pants and peed on the couch. (laughs) 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 Poor guy. Oh my goodness. Uh, It didn't go too late into the night, but he's, he's like a, into his life. He's a, he's a deep sleeper. And mm -hmm. so that was the problem. His body said, get up and go, but also don't wake up. (laughs) Anyways, what not to say to marriage. That's a very good, that's a very good one, Derek. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like understand you probably don't don't think that you understand the sleep deprivation that they're going through because I thought I was sleep deprived in college. But um, and again, like I don't want to be the parent that's complaining about something that was expected. Like I expected Mm -hmm. to not get a lot of sleep. I just didn't know what it was going to feel like and how long it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Um. And and clearly it changes per child. So yeah, 
Um, yeah. But yeah. back to communication, you need to be able to share that with your friends. Yeah. I might not understand that, but. And the thing <laughs> is, as a married person, I know that my everyday blessings are somebody's wildest dreams, which is generally the case for every person in mm-hmm. some regard. Um, so talking about my struggles feels so it feels like I'm rubbing my single friend's face in it sometimes Uh that I'm scared to do it and I've had single friends where I talk about like I have friends who knew me in high school and don't see me as much but we still communicate and as soon as I start talking about married life or parenting which is which is life like that's my entire day I can't like step away from it it's like it takes up all my time um so it's hard to not talk about something or even like that's what I'm pouring my energy into. So when somebody says, like, what are you up to? I try really hard to find other things. But like po- I might be potty training my toddler for like the next month. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be like the exciting thing. And when I talk about those types of things and my single friends just kind of shut down the conversation, then it's like, OK, like then um, I I don't tend to bring those things up all the time if that happens a few times because I feel like it's it's unfair to them and insensitive. Um, and if they aren't like, you know, giving back in that dialogue, like caring to know. Um, but that's unfortunate because I feel like I have some single friends who just who know me from high school, but who don't know me in this stage of life. And I'm a different person now. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of robbing them of that, but also, yeah, I went off on a really long bunny trail. That's not yeah. necessary. I don't know how to like fit that all into like a what not to say to a single person, but I guess like what to say to a single yeah. person. <laughs> I mean, to a, a married person, a married, um, a single person should be, um, listening or communicating their feelings so that yeah. you know, like, okay, I've had friends who, all they talk about is their children and mm-hmm. I love them very dearly and I love their children very dearly as well. But there's also been times, especially if I am in a stage of struggling that I've had to say, Hey, like, can we talk about something else for five minutes? Yeah. And then, then they're, they're understanding and they're great about that. And if they're not, then like that speaks a little bit of volume. Like, and this will kind of get into how to love your mm-hmm. married, uh, your single friends later. But, um, I remember when we went away for your birthday weekend when uh this last one and I tried so hard that whole weekend to not talk about kids and there was a lot of stuff to talk about and memories to rehash and just getting to know each other in this stage of life and that was really really sweet um so there I always try when I'm talking to single friends to talk about something that I'm learning personally or growing in outside of like family at mm-hmm. least like one thing and to not just jump right into family stuff um yeah uh i feel like that kind of covered what i was trying to say yeah yeah i, I also i don't know how to put it into words but sometimes i'm talking with single friends and they just assume that there is um every need is met within my family unit and so i don't really need to be checked in with oh, i don't know yeah. how to put that into words yeah. but like you know, married you're, people you're don't married, so. mean to fall off the map socially. Yeah. Often we do just because that is how life happens, but we do still like you. Yeah. You know, and I, maybe, yeah. Yeah. 
I and I guess that also like again looks like when I'm talking to a single friend and I hear everything happening in their life but they don't think about asking me maybe what's going on in mine. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. and again maybe sometimes that's on me that I need to be like, well, what's going on with me? You know, put that out there. Um but what? yeah, I think that a lot of times they assume like your husband is checking in with you so you don't need to have those other friendships but like my single friends are like an amazing incredible challenging resource in my life that like are ministering to me in an entirely different way than my husband and my family unit um and it may not seem as pressing again because like my single friends need people checking in with them even more because they don't have that that unit but um when people just assume that i don't ever need to be checked in I guess. Um, and Elisa is really good to just like send a text now and then or to invite herself over, um, which we can talk about too, how to love your married friends. And maybe I should just transition into that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I keep bef- on saying before mm-hmm. transitioning into that, it might be good from what you're saying is I would like to talk about at some point in the episode, we'll pause maybe, um, why why is married friendship and single friendship so important? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the necessities for it? And um, number two, what are some insecurities that we carry that might affect the friendship? Mm-hmm. That's good. And I haven't thought about those things very much. I mean, I have thought about them before, but not in relation to this episode. You go ahead and share because I feel like I'm going to just nod in agreement. OK, well, first of all, <laughs> I was I was kind of thinking about First Corinthians where 12, where Paul talks about the body of Christ mm-hmm, and about mm-hmm. how there's a reason for for every part of a part of the church and I feel like singles and marrieds are are important parts and it's so important for you as a person I believe to have friends are, that are in different walks of life maybe it might be um I have I have a good number of friends who um, are single and who are married. I have male and free, female friends, and they all bring something different into my life. And so the knowledge that you can can gain from that, and even when as a single person, um, Derek and Tanya's relationship has really inspired me as I'm thinking about what, how do I want my dating life to look, and. Um, I feel of, like Derek has way more insight into your life sometimes than I do. Like you're asking me a question and he's like answering. I'm like, I don't know. And he's like <laughs> answering from a guy's perspective. Yeah. And that's so important. And even like Derek is such an amazing husband to you. And that has really kind of made me think about the kind of guys that I'm dating. What am I looking for? And um, again, like trying not to settle for less than what is god's best um which is um one the one question that rachel gave was how do husbands fit into the married single friendships and i think that that's a huge thing like i love it also derek totally (laughs) enables me without any guilt to go out and hang out with my single friends and elisa Mm -hmm. sometimes like i'm like this needs to happen how can we do it and there's no question from him he's like yes Mm -hmm. this is valuable time this is valuable for both of you Mm -hmm. Let's mm-hmm. get it on the calendar. And I will yep. say that both like my best friends that I've had since high school, like they're my closest friends now, um, will be, of course, like our couples like, um, well, they were not couples when I knew them, but Emily and Dylan and Mary and Blake and then you and, and Derek. And they're people that I spend with time with as couples. And the men are just so incredibly protective of me. And I really respect them and I spend time with them and it really helps a relationship that I can hang out with just their wives who have been my friends for a long time 
but I'm also friends with the guys. And so um, we can have very comfortable t- times like with them and me. And I don't feel like a third wheel. Please don't be that couple that's like all over <laughs> each other. <laughs> because that's the one thing that every every single person that I talked to, I when I was talking about like what things they wish married people were, they would know they're like, they can be all over each other in private. Why do they feel they <laughs> the need to do that? Like in front of us. And and so that's a little nugget that I'll pass on to you married people. <laughs> and there goes the nugget out the window. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, I know that for Derek, he feels especially loved when I love him physically in front of other people. That uh-huh. sounds really weird. Like there's still a line. Um, just start taking off your clothes. Oh my goodness. I'm we sorry. are like, I'm I, I, before we had kids, I was like sitting on Derek's lap in church and people have said that that's encouraging to them, but I know that there are people who are not encouraged by that. So. Um, do you want to share, because I know that you've mentioned things before, is there a way that husbands shut down um, friendships or hamper Ooh. friendships? Because I know that you've run into that in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think it just re- also has to deal with like the men who my friends, major- like most of my friends have married are extremely um, supportive of our, of our relationship. And they're also really chill and laid back. Like they don't feel the need to demonstrate their masculinity by being in control of their wife. And I have some friends though who their husbands are extremely controlling to the point that they're like, I had one friend who the husband said, um, if anyone comes over, they need to, I need to know at least 24 hours ahead of time. Otherwise I will not open the door for anyone, including your family. And I'm like, that's really controlling. And so I think when, when maybe I try to tell Derek when you're coming over, but totally don't tell him all the time. And he's all he walks in and he's like, Oh, hi, Elisa, and is like happy about it. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think that's yeah, you definitely want to tell your your partner like what, what, like that someone's coming over, but or like ask, ask them about it, make sure it's okay. But I think then there's also a level where you can mm-hmm. be controlling or feel mm-hmm. threatened by the friend. Mm-hmm. My friendships, I really try and support the marriage. So, um, like if I if I feel like my friend is not respecting her husband or and she comes to me complaining about it I'll be like hey you're in the wrong you need to go apologize for this and it might be a little weird but we have that level of friendship and the husband knows that I'm going to be supportive of their marriage that's good yeah Derek knows that like it's gonna be I'm gonna be a better wife for getting to spend time with my mm-hmm. single friends too so so Tanya why should married friends have single friends well Free babysitting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you're not wrong. That's the only reason. No, um, I feel like I said it before, like your singled friends have strengths and um, can challenge you in completely different ways than your family unit can and the married people in in your life and around you um, who are mentoring you can. Like Elisa has seen so many different life experiences than me. And even now she's walking through singleness at an older age. I feel like that sounds really bad to say. You're not that old. (laughs) But like at an older age than what I've experienced, she has so much wisdom to share. Um, She has 
things to give my children and like model to my children that I cannot model to Rainy. Like, I hope that Rainy has seen Elisa in this stage. And I hope that we as parents have impressed upon her that she doesn't have to be a wife and mother if the Lord calls her to something else. Um, And Elisa is modeling like joy in her season um, for Rainy. I, I honestly think Elisa is like Rainy's hero and her favorite person to be with. Um, um, other things I think I wrote down. Um, but let me think. I think that a lot of it is like so much of my growth is happening um, within my family unit that um, my single friends, you know, challenge me outside of that space mm-hmm. and um, Elisa can enc- encourage me creatively um, and just give me a fresh breath of perspective. Mm-hmm. Did I miss anything? No, I think also for both, like it means a lot when, when you speak into my life and encourage me in ways that you see me um, growing that I don't even see. And, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's in any friendship. And vice versa. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you want to talk quickly about insecurities that. Yeah. I think that um, often when I'm talking to single friends who um, don't value where I'm putting all my energy, especially like my kids don't go to preschool. My kids don't, um, like I don't get a ton of time away from my kids. So really, honestly, most of my energy is going into meeting their needs right now and trying to help them be kind humans. Mm -hmm. And, um, if people don't want to talk about that or, It just feels like I don't have anything to offer to a person um, and they think that I'm just wasting my time in life, I guess. Like you can go and learn a new hobby and put so much time into self-growth. And I remember when I could just like sit down and watercolor and teach myself something like that. (laughs) And um, there would be a lot of like high praise for me having something like that to share. And I just like... My children are my works of art right now. That's like where all my time and energy and sweat and tears are. And if people don't value that, then it just feels like people are like, well, like you're, I don't know how to put that into better words. It but feels like they're discounting you because so much yeah. of you is put into your children. children yeah. So if people yeah. aren't caring about your children, that, that sort of so, thing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think a lot of people would be like, put your kids into preschool and have more to show for your life. Uh, <laughs> but my my time with them and is like a personal investment that I feel like challenged and convicted to do. And um, you have so much like pressure just from like judgy moms. Like, oh my goodness. That, like you don't need it from your single friends too. And, well, it was funny when you were saying like that people give unsolicited advice because once you start parenting, All everybody's the like, time. yeah. And I feel like... I like to think the best of people, but like the worst that that sometimes looks like is like the person in the grocery store who's like, oh, look at you. You're so cute. Oh, your mama didn't put socks on you today, though. I hope you don't get it cold. <laughs> and I was like, OK, like they mean well, aggressive, you know, um, but normally like I'm encouraged by the people that I interact with. But yeah. like strangers will comment on what you're doing in your life. Um Oh, yeah. I was walking through the dollar store and someone was like, I was Murray was crying and um, Rainy didn't want to be in the shopping cart. So I was like trying to push a shopping cart and hold Murray in my arms because that was the only place he was happy while also making sure Rainy didn't pull everything off the shelves. Mm -hmm. I needed a third arm. Um, But anyways, and someone was like, 
oh, that sounds like a tired cry mama. <laughs> Instead of like, oh, that would have been a great time to be like, you're doing an awesome job or something yeah. like that, which people have totally done for me. And that means the mm-hmm. world. But yeah. um, single friends, tell your married people what an awesome job they are. Doing. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. Um, yeah. So everywhere you go, people feel like th- they can comment on your parenting mm-hmm. because, yeah. But um, I, I mean, I will say you say that and that's that's true. But there's also a ton of people that I, I've been out in public that have been yeah. super positive yeah. about how we're so it's not like I remember here like uh, I hear so many horror stories and I feel like oh, I don't yeah. face them. And I feel like half the time, like I look back and I'm like, oh, I guess I could have been nitpicky about this and I could have been nitpicky about this. But mm-hmm. I normally like even those comments, I know that people were trying to be helpful. Yeah. They weren't trying yeah. to be judgmental. Mm-hmm. At least that's why I like to think. Mm hmm. Right, exactly. What about you? Insecurities? Um, I think for single people in general, insecurities we can face. I was um, at a um, a singles, I don't even know, not a retreat, but it was like an... A, Convention? A, con, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like a, a topic being another young, young adult group that was doing like a whole series on singleness. And they asked for singles to go ahead and write their... Um, something on a on like a hello my name is type of thing um and like what they're feeling about singleness and so many of them wrote down like unworthy unlovable um different different things like that on these papers and i i feel as if uh, especially in in our area um Mm -hmm marriage and children is considered to be another step and it's almost as if you are in school and you're in second grade and the rest of your class moves on to third grade and Mm -hmm. then fourth grade and fifth grade and you're just stuck everybody has their permit and you're still waiting at home you're still waiting at home and you have like in some ways you feel like you have no control over it because i mean i could definitely be married right now if i wanted to there are plenty of options that could have, that sounds horrible. And I mean, like, can you, you want to sp- share what happened this last week when you? Oh my goodness! Oh yes, can I please? My my, I came over to my mom's house and there was on her like board. It had my name. I was like, what? What's this? She handed me a paper and it had some guy's name and number, his and his, ad- his address, <laughs> what his house looked like. I'm like, mom, what is this? And she goes, well. We had a carpet installed this week (laughs) and one of the guys, the guy who's installing the carpet, he saw your picture and he asked if you were single. (laughs) She's like, I couldn't lie to him. So I said, yes. And so he wrote all this information and asked if I would give it to you and said, you know, you can call him or just stop by his house. And I'm like, mom is uh is this someone you you know me pretty well stop by my house visit my basement (laughs) (laughs) is this someone that that you stay forever (laughs) you think i'd be very compatible with or that i would really like and she goes no i don't think so and so i i just dropped dropped the number uh how many times have you jokingly asked mom like this guy that you're trying to set me up, well, like, is he nice? Does he have all his appendages? <laughs> oh, he doesn't? <laughs> that <laughs> happened that once. That happened one time where my where my mom was asking me what I was interested in. I jokingly was like, well, at this point in my life, as long as he has all of his appendages, we're good. And she goes, well, is that a deal breaker? <laughs> and I come to find out, and no, apparently, yeah. No, but 
going back to there are great people out there missing appendages well yes it was it was literally a joke yes no i'm i have nothing yes wow now i'm coming across as very (laughs) shallow um (laughs) oh my goodness just take the guy who's missing the appendage elisa (laughs) i really yeah um so I guess yeah, people we're we feel like we we haven't in a way like graduated and um that can bring on some insecurities as far as feeling like what do we have to offer? We're less than um It sounds like we face the same insecurity but in a different way. In a different way. way yeah. If, and the like difference is that you feel like your stage of life isn't being valued. Mhm. Yeah, cuz you're like what what do I have to offer you? I can't I have like and and almost even the church in a way and I don't want to get into to this mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the church I feel that the church really undervalues single people mm-hmm. and um, sure. just even the way that they pro, like they have their marriage classes and they they're losing an entire generation due to like it's not uncommon for people my age to be single but there's not classes <laughs> for so many of for people who are single or you know it, you're you feel like you don't belong. You feel like you don't fit in. And so. it's a different stage of life, like college versus out of college. Mm-hmm. And even having that support system. Yeah. Like we do kind of what you're saying. Like you imagine that your spouse is going to be that support system. And um, like we don't have someone who's going to throw birthday parties for us or, you know, and thankfully I have a sister who who does that and has been amazing and lovely but most of my friends throw their own parties because they don't have only because i learned after time that that was important it wasn't (laughs) something that i knew like communication yeah Yeah. so yeah that would i say about insecurities do you want to go into next topic um just some listener feedback uh la one of our listeners and i think i'm not sure if her name is lauren or lara because i've always it's Lauren, I think, but I've always called her law. So anyways, yeah. she said, um, acknowledge each other's struggles, even if you haven't personally experienced mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, it was she was in a class in um, they're doing the same um, training that Evan and Libby are doing uh, to become missionaries. And they were in a class that was talking about married versus single relationships, because a lot of people on the field, their team is made up of both. So relating mm-hmm. to each other. And she said, I think a shocker for me in this class was um, what people have said to singles. I didn't know how often they were categorized as singles or how often in a day people try to encourage them to marry or try to unearth why they aren't married yet. Just like what you said. And she said, I just see them as people and include them in everything. Um, and she said maybe that's because of her, um, you know, family relationships that um, that she knows are important. Um, yeah. So how are the best ways for people to love you as a single person? Well, re- this is actually something that I've realized recently. I was over at uh, my friend Emily's house. And I don't think I told her this, but I'll, she'll find out when she listens. Um, but I was really tired. I had a really long week at work. My master's papers were due. There were a lot of things going on. I was just exhausted. And the next day, I wasn't really keeping up conversation. And as I left, I just kind of felt a sense of like, what do we have to talk about anymore? Like, Mm. you know, she's a mother and um, is and a wife and that's pursuing that her that's what she's pursuing. And I'm focused on my career and education. Like, We can reminisce about like the old times, but what do we have to talk about anymore? Like, what do I have to offer to her life? And she's one of my my best friends. And so just thinking about this. And then a few days later, she reached out to me and she just said, I wanted to let you know how much 
I look up to you and how much you have really taught me um, just watching you and how you've done singleness this year. And um, she's like, I really hope that I'm really glad my daughter has someone like that, that she can um, look up to. And, and um, it just really encourages me as a Christian woman to um, live a joyous life. And that just, I just sat there and I've, I have that note saved. And I've read it over and over and over. And I've gotten notes like that from Tanya and from my friend, Mary, um, who have just really been encouraging to show that we do value what you have to offer. And even though we're in different stages of life, we still look at each other's, like I look at, at Tanya and the lack of sleep that she gets. I'm just like, <laughs> how in the world? And the patience she has with her her children and Derek's gonna, Derek's gone. So I can say this, without, <laughs> but I have a cat <laughs> and she's biting me all the time and I don't know how to deal with it. And it like frustrates me. And I'm like, this is nothing compared to children. <laughs> like I cannot even imagine if I had a child, like them peeing on the floor or like them constantly saying, but why, but why, <laughs> which is rainy. Um, Marie's what? been trying to nurse, but also like move across the room at the same time recently. And it's so painful. It's yeah. very interesting. But I'm not really into being bit by pets either. Yeah. So, I mean, just watching that is very encouraging and causes me to like apply what they're doing, trying to apply it in my life as well um, in other areas. Um, and then the, the last thing I think that people can do or I really appreciated is that um, you just really have to communicate what your needs are mm-hmm. and um, the intentionality part portion of things is I'll be honest it is probably easier for me to get in my car and drive over to um, Tanya and Derek's house um, and being gracious about that realizing like I'm not going to ask Tanya to do something that would be easier for me to do and but Tanya is really good at that. And that means so much. But Tanya, at the same time, just her sending me a text, like I know like how busy her day is. And for her doing that, I see that as intentionality. And so when any of my married friends will call me or text me, it means that I will drive two hours to your house, Emily. But the fact that you like text me or call me like that shows me that you're still interested in our friendship. Mm-hmm. And I know so many married people who like I, I saw them on their wedding day. And after that, I never really heard from them. Because they just got so obsessed with each other and didn't feel the need to continue on our friendship. And so mm-hmm. single people realize that your your friendship with a married person is going to change, mm-hmm. but also realize that you need to look for the ways in which they are reaching out and communicate the things that you need and don't make those needs too difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's like the number one thing that I would say, like being willing to step into my crazy mm. and love me and like fellowship with me, even if that looks entirely different. We have like single friends who check in with us pretty regularly and invite themselves over for dinner. And I love that. I will make you a huge meal. I will like sit down and have intentional conversation and we'll put our kids to bed and then we get just like just get to be with each other too. Um, But they, we have so many single friends that do that and I feel like we have at least like six people that just check in with us like that and then invite themselves over. Um, but they they don't take it personally when we forget to invite them over sometimes. Um, and maybe I maybe that's a shortcoming on me that I just need to set alarms in my phone to remind me throughout the month, like check in with this person. Um, but people being willing to spend time with me and then also 
realize that if I'm not aware, like that we need time alone, like it's okay to ask for it. Like say, hey, can we plan something where it's just the two of us? Or even communicating like, hey, this season of life is really hard for me to be around your family. Is it possible that we like, I will not take that personally. Like ask me for what you need because I won't know otherwise. Um, But like Elisa being willing to step into our crazy all the time even like she's gone grocery shopping with me and my kids and like us getting to walk around the grocery store together and talk and her being willing I know like for single friends it's a big switch over to have your conversation interrupted by little people's needs constantly but being willing to like still be flexible and converse around those needs which is like multitasking is my normal and I know that it's not other people's normal but um that means the world you have no idea how much that means and how much that fills up my bucket yeah well I mean and also with that is one thing I really appreciate about you and Derek and then some of my other friends you've allowed me like I love this is gonna sound creepy I really enjoy spending time with children and would love to have my own someday and the fact that that's not at this point a possibility and it's your um, gifting too I mean you're really good (laughs) with kids um the fact that they allow me to spend time with their children and not only to I won't say parent because I'm not a parent but they allow me to experience those special things like if I'm babysitting one of the children they start walking for the first time like Tanya's not going to yell at me for it. (laughs) Um, Where like, and I know some people like they're very protective of their children. And I also have another friend who let me come over, you know, right after she had a child and I spent the night taking, I mean, I, I did the wake up swat so she could get some sleep. And she was like, I feel so bad. And I was like, no, this is like amazing for me because I, I want to ha- I can't have this experience and I'd love to experience this. I feel like you've gotten to take Rainy to some places for the first time, too, mm-hmm. and like see her responses without us, yeah. which is fun for us. And like Elisa documents those things, which is awesome. But um, I love that she gets to have those special moments, just her and our child, that they get to attach that memory to her first. Um, so best ways to love single friends. No, wait, best ways that single friends can love married people. Oh, I thought that's what we were talking about. No, I was saying, I was saying how you guys love me. You let me do oh, spend time with Well, your I ch- was talking about like single people stepping <laughs> into my crazy and how much that means to me. Where did we get, we got our stories crossed a little bit. Well, oh, well. it worked out. Yeah. I just think that like, yeah, to be able to, to love, like, I try to love my single friends by um, being willing to do stuff without my kids and try to not have all of our conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Murray is bouncing all over the place. Um, to be about my family and kids. That was kind of a counterproductive comment that I interrupted in the middle of it talking about my kids. <laughs> uh, but your kids are awesome. I love them dearly. Thank you. Um, Derek, do you have anything to add? <laughs> Derek is like dancing around with Murray so we can have this conversation, which once again, it's awesome that he thinks this conversation is valuable. What are your thoughts, Murray Murray? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Bubs? He has a lot of snot on his nose. Watch out. (laughs) Well, um, I don't have a whole lot more to add. Um, You guys are awesome. TJ had some unrelated kind of unrelated to our topic but questions (laughs) that he sent in for the um for the episode so Mm -hmm. should we cover those 
TJ. Sure. Thanks for giving us some we'll questions, TJ. Yeah. So TJ said, Gary Thomas has said that the purpose of marriage isn't your happiness, but the growth of holiness in God. Do you believe that to be true? You read the Gary Thomas book, so. I read it too. Did you? Um, yeah, well, part of it. I was reading it through it with my best friend, and then he broke up with me, so. <laughs> we stopped reading that book. <laughs> Sorry, say the statement. Say the statement again. Uh, the purpose of marriage isn't your happiness, but the growth of holiness in God. Agree. Um, Sacred marriage is what's from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yes and no. Yes, I mean yes. That is certainly one of the reasons. Everything is supposed to bring about glory. Yeah, to every, God. Yeah, everything is 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 to bring glory to God. Um, that's and just to default. grow us. Yeah, and to grow. Yeah, that's and pretty much the. Christian story of sanctification and uh, learning. But I do think that God, God created marriage to strengthen us, but also because, I mean, God said man was not meant to be alone, mm-hmm. which is also referring to relationship in general. Yes. Um, so I think that part of marriage is to enjoy each other too. What Absolutely. do you think, Elisa? I mean, so, so we can go all the way back to like John Piper's thesis of um, we glorify God by enjoying him forever. sorry so i'm totally behind that um i think there's a lot of wisdom in in glorifying god by enjoying what he's given us what do you think elisa yes (laughs) i'm not married but i think when i am looking for someone who i'm dating and I mean, seriously, Dave, I'm not talking about going out for on a few dates because I don't want to be crazy. Um, but when I'm looking at like serious things I'm hoping for within a marriage, I do see that marriage is about I'm hoping for someone who's going to push me and I'm going to be able to push back a little bit. And um, we're going to I don't I don't want to be with someone who can't challenge me and I can't challenge them like the I I would I only want to get married if I can serve God better glorify God better with this other person. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to have a miserable marriage where we're pulling each other down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, that's what I look for and people say I'm picky, but you know, like I said, if I look and I feel like I can glorify God better in singleness right now, or God can be glorified, I should say it's not about me, but if mm-hmm. God can be mm-hmm. glorified better with the two of us together, then I'm all about it. But if not mm, next, you put a high, a high, value on doing it right yes and that's not a bad thing um his next question was is love a choice or a feeling <laughs> you first me first okay um i do believe i i kind of joke around with my family and other people that if my family and friends got together and arranged a marriage for me i would totally go into it so i do believe that love is a choice um you know, if my mom had told me like this guy has like the faith of Tim Tebow and the hair of Jason Momoa, I would have been all about going out with this carpet installer. But um, <laughs> even though he was a little creepy, I mean, he's maybe I, I mean, give the guy a chance. He's got Jason Momoa's hair, you know, he's doing something right in life. <laughs> <laughs> he must have a beautiful soul he if must. his hair is glorious. <laughs> Derek, is love a choice or a feeling? But there has to be feeling there too. I think so. Love is 100% a choice. Mm-hmm. But do you really want to date someone or marry someone who there's also not 
any feelings for. You'll fi- I think that you'll find that the feelings follow the choice. Absolutely. But, but I do think I've never, there's honestly, like, I feel like I could marry anyone in my life. And there was many times that I was like, this wouldn't be the best marriage, but I could make it work if I was like purposeful. I can't imagine a better marriage than like the one that I'm in right now. Cause Derek and I are incredibly in sync. Um, because we've chosen to love each other. Yeah. But like, also we are incredibly compatible mm-hmm. i've had friends who are married that are like well, i've never met more compatible people yeah but we definitely make that choice every day mm, that's true oh no Mark's so sad that he had to leave the mic <laughs> um, <laughs> Bubba. so yes both but mostly a choice yes yes and then finally tj wants to know what <laughs> taylor swift song describes Derek and my marriage from your perspective and also what Taylor Swift song describes um, the marriage that you want to have someday. Most of Taylor Swift songs are like about breakups though. No, 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 no. She has some... Okay, okay. Okay. So the one I I gave this a lot of thought (laughs) and the song that I think of when I think of you and Derek is the song Starlight and it's from her uh, The Red Decade which is a little farther back. And I'll, I'll read you a, li- a few of the lyrics just so you oh can boy. hear. Okay. Yeah, because I don't know the song at all. Yes, I, I figured as much, which is why I just pulled up the lyrics. Um, she says, Oh, what a marvelous tune. It was the best night. Never will forget how we moved. The whole place was dressed to the nines and we were dancing like we're made of starlight. Aww. Oh, he's talking crazy. Oh, dancing with me. Oh, we could get married, have 10 kids, and teach them how to dream. Aww. And the reason it reminds me of you is because, first of all, you're dancing, and second of all, the escalatedness of your relationship. <laughs> and I always make fun of this song with Taylor Swift because it's like, she goes, he's talking crazy, he's dancing with me, we could get married, have 10 t- kids, and tell them, teach them how to dream. I'm like, well, that escalated very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. I can also totally picture the girl that's like, I met you tonight and we're dancing. Let's have 20 kids. Yeah, that's the crazy uh, but, the crazy girlfriend <laughs> meme. <laughs> but also, um, it's very true. I can't believe that we're having our third kid in five years. Like, Well, you did talk about like wanting to uh, string them, them up. all out. Yes. Yeah. String but them. also, like, also we had a miscarriage in there too. So it's kind of crazy to think that, yeah. Because sometimes I think we were waiting so long for our second child it felt like and I was like I'm so behind the game Mm -hmm. of what I was going for that sounds so stupid (laughs) but it is kind of I've found out that like three before 30 is apparently a thing that people are like striving for which is not what we were going for but anyways um we we are we we're going for more kids just (laughs) and what song what song do you want for your marriage? I don't know. Like, I'm a firm believer. I'm going to sound like a crazed fan. I'm a firm believer that Taylor Swift and I have kind of followed in each other's footsteps when it comes to love, sadly enough, as it is. Um, and all of her albums seem to kind of fit with, like, we even have some of the same exes' names. It's weird. I have an artist like that, too. Yeah. Like, because we were dating and they released an album about, like, their like, relationship phase. And then we got married. And, like... The month before we got married, they released a song called Just um, Just Close Your Eyes. And then it was about like her walking down the aisle for the first time and stuff. And then after that, it was like the relationship in general, mm. an album. 
they need to release something about kids. I think I even messaged them and told them that, but <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, so I'm I'm I feel like my song has not been released yet because she is dating someone right now pretty seriously. They've been dating for a long time. Um and who is she dating? Joe Aldwin. He's like a model. Yeah, he's an, an actor as well. He's a blonde guy. You'd like him. <laughs> I do not care. Oh, you don't care anymore? No. I told Lisa that she had to marry a blonde guy so that they could have blonde hair, blue-eyed kids. I sound like Hitler. Oh my goodness, this is so bad. <laughs> I I did not realize what that sounded like. I was just like, there needs to be more blonde, blue-eyed babies. That's what Hitler said, too. Please forgive me. But currently, I really like the song. It's an old one. It's called Mine. And um, that's from, I think that's from Speak Now, which is my favorite album by her. Um, I just realized we never gave your um, reason for thinking that we're having a boy and we probably should do that really quickly and then wrap it up. Oh boy. So someone once told this to me and I used it and it's worked every time but one time except for my one poor friend. I felt really bad. Who Elisa convinced was having a boy because she has never guessed wrong. 50-50 chance is pretty high. But it's I've guessed a lot of babies and I've been right except for this one and it kind of deficit. I felt bad. Um, Anyway. I'm going to now I'm going to sound horrible because my friends are going to hear this. And then when they're pregnant, they're going to be like, what do you think this about me? But um, apparently from this old wives tale, a um, girl baby, when (laughs) when you have a a girl baby, um, you tend to look more tired and not so great. Elisa told me she sucks the beauty out of you because a girl baby (laughs) sucks the beauty out of you. for for herself and then but if you're having a boy baby then you stay beautiful and you have that pregnancy glow and all of that and you just yeah because the boy does not need that beauty elisa thinks that i'm having a boy so i feel so good about that i just started breaking out right now and i feel like i have no color in my face because i've been vomiting for so long but she's always like, you have a glow. You're having a boy. Like, okay, that's really kind of you. I was right about the other two, wasn't I? You were. And every time I was wrong. So I guess we'll see. It would be a bummer for you to break your streak with me, though. Oh, that would be bad. I'll never trust you again for gender foundations. And that's all. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having and me. And being willing to have such a personal in-depth conversation about life and how you feel of course and uh thank you for inviting me and i love your podcast and listen to it all the time i love your wisdom and Mm -hmm. the ridiculous things that you say and you're an inspiration of a wonderful couple oh my goodness and we would love to hear uh (laughs) your guys feedback too Derek has been like wandering around but just jumped in (laughs) for this i'll have to take a picture of our setup um so I'd love to hear feedback from our listeners on this whole topic of how, uh, you know, how do we relate to our single or married people, depending on your uh, um, uh, situation. Spit um, it out, dude. <laughs> situation. <laughs> and you can do that on Instagram at uh, set to learn. You can DM us or you can send us a voice message at set to learn dot com slash talk. So, and y'all, thank you so much for all the feedback that we had for this episode. It was awesome. Bye. Hey, Derek. I love you. Hey, Lisa. I love you too.
I love you all. <laughs> I feel violated. Mm. Nope, nope, nope. We're not kissing through microphones <laughs> now. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you want to follow or talk to us, you can do that on Instagram or Twitter at Set to Learn. And our website is settolearn.com. Keep learning, and we'll see you next time.